When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following episode has a little bit of an audio issue with it. It's still listenable, but uh, just letting you know it's not our normal quality. But we will be back to normal next week. Thank you and have a good day. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... And Sesame Eyebrow and Carta. That's an amazing name. Thank you. You should legally change it to that. Well, I already have. Oh, shoot. You're being proactive here, huh? Instead of buying proactive, you're just being proactive. Yeah, well, I don't have acne, so it's okay. Yeah, so but... that's good, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, today on the show, we are talking about a show that ran on the WB Network from January 17th of 1999 until June 11th of 2000. Oh. So... And the show is called Zoe, Duncan, Jack, and Jane. And it stars characters named Zoe, Duncan, Jack, and Jane. Yeah. That's, I mean, the the name of the show is the name of the... The characters. characters The show, yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty creative. Yeah. It was originally, it was initially going to be known as Zoe Bean. Um, Zoe what? Zoe Bean. That's the name of the oh. sort of main character. Um, that's her like last name or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then it was, and then later for its second season, it was just retitled Zoe dot dot dot. Well, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this was produced, executive produced by Michael Jacobs, who people know from My Two Dads and Boy Meets World fame. All right. Yeah. Um, so, created by Danielle, da- Daniel Page and Sue Page. Sorry. Um, yes. So, what were your thoughts on this pilot episode? Uh, it was, you know, very, <clears throat> very 1999. Um, it, it seemed like they were kind of trying to do a few different things like I kind of 
had a little bit of freaks and geeks in there, like during like the gym scene, but like they're also trying to do like a sort of <clears throat> you know like mainstream comedy about like you know the youth or whatever. I don't know. It it it, yeah. it was. It seemed like it was kind of all over the place a little bit. It, uh, I was not really. I didn't really like it that much. Yeah, it kind of for me felt like a uh, like a Seinfeld or Friends for kids. Yeah, yeah, because even, yeah, exactly, the apartment that they lived in kind of reminded me of the apartment friends a little bit. Um, yeah. Not not exactly, but it just kind of yeah. had that same. Vibe. Kind, I mean, it's the same kind of vibe. I mean, it's around around the same time and everything, too, and it's also produced, I probably produced by, because it was on the WB, uh, I don't know if it was produced by, oh no, actually it was produced by Touchstone Television, never mind. I was wondering if it was produced by Warner Brothers who produced Friends, so, but no, it's not, so. But, you know, you've got limited style at that time, so, you know, yeah. of course, everybody's going to mimic each other. Um, so what goes down in this episode here? <clears throat> Um, it's basically like one of those like stories where there's like a miscommunication or like the person doesn't really know what the other person says. So you're, they're just trying to sort of piece together, you know, like what was said so they can like, the end goal is like to have like a date with this guy. So basically she's telling like her best, one of her best friends on the phone about like an experience she had earlier in the day where she was waiting for the train and she was reading uh the catcher and the ride for a school project or whatever <clears throat> and then uh this guy starts talking to her you know like kind of flirting with her and he's he goes to columbia university and and she's in high school yeah but let's I let that sit there and uh for a moment and uh, uh-huh. and, you know again this is 99 i guess that was just sort of like acceptable at the time or at least not as uh frowned upon i guess during the like like it wasn't um what's the word it wasn't as much like conscientiousness about like yeah the implications of that kind of thing it was just like oh yeah totally you know and then uh you know which i'm not defending that i'm just saying that was kind of like yeah the, that's kind of what happened at that time yeah that that was just like oh yeah and then um and they're like kind of awkwardly like flirting with each other like neither of them seem like they know how to flirt you know so that was kind of like uh not so much of a meat cute as it was more of a meat. Um, I, I don't have a pun for that, but like uh, meat awkward. I don't I don't know. Then, uh, cute. Um, uh, <clears throat> he, you know, the train. You know, he's asking her like what train she's taken, and, and you know, she's taken like a different train than he is, and he invites her <clears throat> to something, but we don't know because the train comes by and you can't hear anything, and then. You know, he's talking really loud and she can't hear, which again, kind of is a weird concept in of itself. Like, why not just wait until the train comes by or, or like, hey, here's my phone number, you know, call me. Or, or like, hey, dude, I didn't hear what you said. Can you just please repeat it? Yeah. Or, hey, you know, maybe I could ride the train with you for like a couple stops and then I could get out, you know, whatever. Any, any million scenarios where Mm -hmm. she would act hear what he said but then again we wouldn't have the episode if that wouldn't happen so yeah uh so she's telling like one of her best friends about it and then uh later on you know we meet like her other friends um yeah so the first the the friend the girl that we're talking about here at the train station is zoe bean played by selma blair 
Um, and then we have her, we have her best friend is Jane Cooper, who is a twin with Jack Cooper. Um, Jane Cooper's played by Azura Sky, and uh, Jack Cooper's played by a young Michael Rosenbaum. Um, yep. Yep. And uh, then we have our our fourth friend, our Duncan. Is is a uh, Duncan Milch played by uh, David Moscow, and he's kind and of, he's kind of an obnoxious, or not obnoxious, but anxious kind of you know Woody Allen type of you know guy. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like the geek of the group, yeah. and Michael Rosen Rosenbaum's character is like the cool guy, and then like, uh, which is weird because you said that they changed the name to Zoe but in this episode she was a minor character and then the the well, no, Zoe, other... Zoe was the lead Oh I thought you were saying she was talking to her friend and you called her Zoe never mind No um, no 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 her friend's Jane Okay gotcha yeah, right. Zo- Zoe uh, was played by uh, Selma Blair and then Jane is Azura Sky so Okay yeah. gotcha yeah. and then <laughs> and then like they yeah they're eating at like you know their diner ish kind of place or whatever yeah and uh uh michael rosenbaum's character which i'm already forgetting his name um jack jack yeah he's (laughs) he's like you know mr cool guy or whatever and some you know girl stops by and like touches his shoulder and then uh and duncan's all like how does how does that always happen to you bro and and he's like oh it's because i'm confident blah 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 that whole you know thing or whatever and then you know, he shows off like this new pair of shoes that he thinks look cool, but to me they look stupid. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, they look like they look like bowling shoes to me. But yeah, like, this when, is 1999. Who knows? I guess, but like, to me they look dumb. And then, uh, and then so Duncan's gets the idea, like, oh well, you know, I, you know, I, I need shoes like that. Like that's like that's the problem is like having the wrong pair of shoes. I mean, I have heard theories that women tend to like look at how men dress. I don't even know how accurate that stuff is, but I have yeah. heard like about shoes and to me that's pretty stupid, but whatever. And like that's academic, whatever. And then uh and so he wants like, you know, shoes like that. So then they kind of pair off and have their like little journey or whatever. And then uh and then uh Zoe and Jane kind of are sort of talking to each other about like you know, what guys like, or blah, 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 or whatever, and then um, the dude, I forgot his name already, shows up, the college guy, um, shows up. uh, I don't know. Oh, um, he's, uh, Montana or something? Um, Yeah, you don't remember. Um, It's, uh, I got it right here somewhere. Um, <laughs> I had it written down in a note here. Um, yeah, but anyways, keep going. That guy uh, shows up at the diner and then, you know, says the same thing. But then like, there's a bunch of dishes breaking because one of the bus boys or waiters or whatever. Yeah, it is Montana Kennedy is his name. What's that? Montana? Montana Kennedy. Okay, Montana. That's Scott Kennedy. Foley, by the way, playing that role. Yeah, he was in like a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, was, like this was fresh off of his uh, recurring role on uh, Dawson's Creek, and yeah, um, yeah. So, and then right yeah. after this, right after this, because uh, he was intended to be her main love interest for the show, 
but he had gotten cast in the meantime on Felicity as a lead character on there, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, he was never seen after the pilot, I believe, so... Which is probably good for the best. And then, uh... (coughs) Yeah. Yeah, you don't want uh, our lead dating a college guy when she's... I don't know. I I don't know if they established how old she was in this, so... Well, no, I'm just saying, like, she could have even been a senior in high school, but still, it's like, come on, dude, like, you know, like, you're in college, like, find, you know, a college Yeah. Whatever. And then, uh, be that as it may. And then, uh, and, you know, he, because the whole thing was, like, he said something about Chinese, so, like, you know, she was wondering if he invited her to, like, a Chinese restaurant or something like that, or for dinner, and that was kind of the you know, the thing. We find out, though, that he's got a sister um, who goes to high school with them, and she's really good at dodgeball. You know, we get this whole thing where, you know, the actress who plays the character, like, completely overacts, but, you know, she's a good actress, but it was just, like, totally overacting. And she's in a wheelchair, so then we got the whole, like, aha, you get it? She's in the wheelchair, but she's good at dodgeball. Isn't that funny? Isn't it funny that someone who's disabled can do things? Ah, yeah, funny, right? You know, and then, and then, like, you know, the she's like, you know, really like, yeah. And that was real. Sarah Rue, by the way, who we saw um, as an adult in uh, in um, American Pie Girls Rules. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. And, and she, she was also on Can't Hardly Wait. And, yeah, um, and she had her own uh, TV show for a while after this. Um, uh, that starred Andy Dick as well. Um, it, was, uh, it was less than perfect. That's what it was called. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she overacts, and then the teacher's going to stop her from, like, just totally, like, pulverizing, like, a student who's, like, standing on, like, the windowsill. And then she says, oh, it's only, you're only making me do this because I'm handicapped. And she has to, like, scream it, like, like you know, because I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to cast aspersions or anything like that. This it's not this is not me saying it. This is what yeah. the cult the cultural meme was at the time where whenever there was like a quote fat or overweight female person, they always had to like act over the top and scream and shit because they had to be a clown essentially. Because mm. God forbid, God forbid you be fat and be confident or at least be confident in a way that's yeah. likable to people. You have to be stupid or like mean and weird or you know and to be fair though with with it as well um sarah rue that's kind of just her shtick okay um even after she lost a lot of weight she was basically okay yeah she she's still kind of like that and especially when she did her own show uh less than perfect she was okay. this over the top sort of like cheery she, she was not mean like she is in this but she was over the top and cheery and stuff so gotcha yeah. Okay. Well, basically, Zoe wants to, like, pretend to be friends with her so that she can, you know, get to her brother. And then, uh, <clears throat> I miss, we missed the part here. So, like, her, Zoe's mom is dating this pilot named Bob, I think, or the time, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. And he has, like, a really thick unibrow. <laughs> So that's like becomes like a running joke, like you know, like they keep staring at it or whatever, and like the mom doesn't really seem like he notices it or cares or whatever, and he's a pilot, yeah. And then but he gives her, and he like he pretty much like treats her like a little kid, like he gives her like the pilot wings or whatever, and her mom's like take the wings, Zoe, you know, whatever. So then 
um, the dude's sister, I forgot his name, her name already. Um, I forgot all the characters' names, basically. And then, uh, she, she's, like, really into, like, airplanes and pilots and stuff like that, so she sees, like, the wings are, like, some, like, really, like, specific. Her name like, is Brini. It's like Brini. Yeah, there we go. Like the wings are like some specific, like old, like collector's edition type thing or whatever. So then, you know, Zoe gives it to her as sort of like a, you know, like way of her like getting in, I guess, of being a friend. And then Brini's like, oh, like what? What kind of person are you? Whatever, like pretty stupid or whatever. Like she can't even like accept the gift with without like insulting someone. And then, and then so like. She goes over to her house and is playing some, like, you know, airplane video game, and they're both wearing, like, old, like, like, Amelia Earhart type of, like, helmets or yeah. whatever. No, but, okay. And then, like, you know, she hears, like, um, Brittany's brother um, and his friends, like, walking down the the hall because they have a band, and Brittany's like, yeah, like, if I, if I hear champagne supernova one more time i'm gonna wheel myself out the window or whatever type of thing yeah. and then and she she doesn't like you know it's like oh well i'll, I'll get us some sodas he, he's thirsty and he's like no I'll, I'll go get him and it's like no and it's like no i'll go get him and stuff like that because she's kind of knows that she's just trying to get like a look at her her brother or whatever you know type of thing so you know she's she already kind of mis distrust her you know rightly rightly so and then um and then the same thing happens too, where he's about to tell her, you know, about the the thing, but then Brini shows up at the last second, blah blah blah. You know, it's like can't ever get a moment with this guy. Can't, you know, all we all we know is the word Chinese. You know, we don't know anything else about it. And then, and then we find out that um, multiple girls at the school. Uh, tried to become friends with Brini in order to get to her brother. So it's like, mm, now this show's taken even a more darker turn. Oh, where yeah. it's, like, it's like, okay, it's one thing he's hitting on one high school girl, but now we have like a whole like team of girls who, uh, well, to be fair, in that case, they said that they had a crush on him. So it didn't necessarily say that he was hitting on all that. So yeah, that, I guess that's, that's, that's true. That's the charitable interpretation of uh, yes uh, of this episode, at least. I'm, I'm going to be charitable, okay? Uh -huh. I'm doing that lately, I'm trying to be more compassionate and and you know not not always think the worst of people, okay? So that, that's a new trend that will last like two days, basically. But um, so um, she's like, "You're you're part one of us now, or whatever type of thing," and you know, Zoe's like. I admitted I was trying to use you to get to your brother, and then she's like, oh, you're the first person to ever be honest with me, and I respect that, but I'm still going to hit you in the head, and then she throws, like, dodgeball real hard at, at her head or whatever. Yeah, Fine. Like, so then, let's talk about dodgeball for a second here. Sure, sure, sure. I know we used to play it when I was in school and stuff, and <clears throat> I've, I've heard people say, oh, they don't play it anymore because kids are, are weak and, you know, stuff like that. Okay. But, Think about this game. This game is just barbaric. Yeah. It always was. It's like, you know, because you always had, like, the popular or jockey type students in there just deciding that they're going to throw the ball at the nerd in the class or something. Or, 
the weakling of the class and, you know, hit them really hard. And you weren't supposed to hit them in the head or anything, but that usually happened at least once or twice a game. And so, yeah, it was just going on in our public schools and private schools, you know. So, yeah. Well, it was meant to create a hierarchy. It was meant to show that the the strong people are... I, I can understand, like, other sports, like baseball or football or other things, like, you know, or soccer or volleyball, like, things that they can teach you about, you know, being on a team and stuff like that. But even this... Sure, you have two teams playing, but it's not like you're really necessarily trying to protect everybody else on the team. You're more just looking out for yourself. Well, so, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. another another part of the game to teach individualism, you know, not the collective, only look out for number one. You know, whoever's the strongest is, is in charge, and they have the right to be brutal against the people who are weaker than them. And then it, and it teaches the weaker people that they're less than, and that they should power and fear, or at the or at the most charitable interpretation again that this will toughen them up and they'll realize how the real world is, and maybe we're looking way reading way too much. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I was pretty good at it, but I still didn't really like it that much I because think it's just, it was just like, dangerous sport. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it was. It was not. The, I was really good at catching. I I I, uh, I didn't get hit a whole lot just because my reflexes were pretty fast and I was I wasn't really great at hitting people but I was pretty great at so basically what happened was I would be one of the last people in the game because I caught so well but then yeah. I would have like two different balls thrown at me at once then because of it you know because I was one of the last people to <laughs> I don't even remember how I was so yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, the dodgeball, blah blah blah. Um, we got the B, the B, the B story. You want to talk about the B story? Yeah, not, so, not, not a B isn't like a bumblebee or hornet. No, like there was a, no, there was no insects in this episode, as far as I could tell. No, that's um, All right, so the B plot here, we've got Duncan and Jack. Um, so Jack's like this ladies' man that everybody's after and stuff. Um. And uh, Duncan is, you know, like your nebbish, nerdy guy who's afraid that no woman's ever going to like him sort of thing. And he's convinced that it's that it's uh, Jack's shoes that are attracting women and not, you know, possibly the fact that Jack's just a confident guy, you know. Um, so, yeah, and he's not spazzing out and stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So we've got that, and then um, they decide he he wants his shoes. So he invites uh he invites Jack over to his place. Um, so he he says he can have whatever he wants. Look at different things, and eventually he decides to take these opera tickets that he has because he's going because uh Duncan's supposed to go see the opera with his mom. So he gets one of the tickets to go see the opera with his mom. And we have a, a bumper in the end of the episode. I'm jumping ahead just because this is the whole B-plot. doesn't affect the regular story. Um, we have the fact that Jack ends up going to the opera with Duncan's mom and puts his arm around her at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got the whole male fantasy going on. Um, you know, 
even though he's not old enough to even drink, uh, you know, type of thing. And then uh, <clears throat> we also have a a pre-bumper, too, where Duncan sees the girl on the train. I don't know her name. Um, I, I don't know anyone's name. <laughs> I keep yeah, I don't them. think it matters with her, like this hot <clears throat> girl, and he sees her and tries to tries to flirt with her, but she, he's got junk on the bottom of his shoes. And Yeah, I mean, it almost worked at first, and yeah. then, you know, he ruined it because he's an idiot. And then, because... Um, He's he's lactose intolerant, and apparently he has to like tell everyone that. Which is like, you don't need to tell everyone like your medical yeah. conditions, like especially before you know you're gonna date someone. Kind of supposed to reserve that shit, to kind of trick them into liking you. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's just like a fact. Like, because most people, if you're like, okay, I'm on disability. I've got Crohn's disease. I've got, you know, I'm not saying these things are bad. I'm just saying, or I mean, I'm not saying you're that you're a person, a bad person for having that, but like, though, like you shouldn't be opening without those things is what I'm saying. Cause like, yeah. And for, unfortunately, most people will reject you. I'm not saying it's a good thing. They will. I'm just, that's, I'm talking about like real world stuff. Like this is how people are, you know, like it's, you know, we could talk about, how things should be and stuff like that. And that's all fine. But like, you know, someone says like, Oh, you want to buy my ice cream? You're like, Oh, I'd love to, but unfortunately I can't process dairy. It's like, mm, why? Like, you know, <laughs> like kind of just roll with the punches, dude. But, uh, yeah. you know, he can't. So, cause he's a spaz basically. And he's always got poop on his shoes, his special bowling shoes that he thinks was going to get him a girl. I guess. I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, this episode, yeah, it was, um, and then do you remember what else happens now? Cause I'm kind of forgetting a little bit uh, about ba- Zoe's plot. Basically, uh, Zoe finds out that what he, she was invited to was a, uh, gig for Chinese checkers, which is the name of, uh, the band that, uh, Montana plays for. Yeah. Why would you name your kid Montana? I'm sorry. Anyway, so the uh... yeah, and plus two Chinese checkers sounds like a really bad ska band. Like I just could almost like can tell what music they would play. Well, it was like, 1999, so yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that may have been a thing, or at least a it was it was a feigning popularity at that point. It wasn't as popular, but it was still popular. Um, so yeah. we've got that, and then we've got um. We've got, I don't know, what, what ends up happening then? Uh, oh, there, there's another point where she's trying to talk to him. There's two points in this episode where she's trying to talk to him and noise, you know, blocks out what he's saying. The other time is they're they're in the diner and uh, somebody drops dishes and she can't understand him because the dishes are making noise. And it's like, ask the guy to repeat himself. It's so simple. I know you got three separate occasions and then you got blocked by uh, Beanie or whatever her name is. Um, Yeah. And so four times, essentially, it's like you got, you know, and you got to wonder like, Hey, maybe this is like a message from the universe that you shouldn't date a guy from college. Like when you're in high school, like maybe, you know, this is actually a good thing. Uh, You know, um, but whatever. Uh. <clears throat> so yeah, we 
what ends up happening with him? Did they get together? I can't remember. I just no. He he basically tells her stuff, but then there's a bunch of noise again, and then he goes into the the uh, the the train, and then she's like, "I have no idea, you know, what you just said," and she's like smiling, like, "Haha, that's funny." And it's like, "How is it funny?" Because you still don't know where the club is or if it's a bar, which is a bar. You might not even be allowed in because you're like 18. You're not even old enough to drink. So, like, yeah, I mean, you're we, just we, gonna listen to. It. And we don't know how. We don't. I mean, to be fair, we do not know how old uh, Montana is. He could be. He could be 18 or 19, too. So. Well, no, I'm just assuming she was like yeah. a senior in high school. I don't know. I just no, because... no, 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 not her. I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about him. He could be like a freshman. Oh yeah, freshman I got you. College or yeah, you know, that could be very little age difference between the two. <laughs> I was just assuming for some reason, like, because maybe playing like in a bar or something. I, I yeah. don't know, whatever. So that was just my, 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 um, my, my canon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that's basically it that happens in this episode. And it, it is yeah. basically kind of a Seinfeld Jr. Um, where nothing really happens. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and plus two. She called her dog Eyebrow when Bob came over, so he thinks the dog is called Eyebrow, so that's like another running joke in the episode that they thought was funny, I guess. And then... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives uh, Jane a, a pack of, like, playing cards. Like, he just gives them, like, these, like, dumb little gifts from, like, in the, the cockpit, which is, you know, nice of him, but He's like treating them like they're like little kids, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, would you like some pilot wings or, you know, a pack of or a deck of playing cards? You know, like, like yeah, sure. Like, yeah, it's uh, you know how it goes. Yeah, uh, he's trying to date the mom, so he's trying to win over the kids. Um, good old pre nine eleven humor that was. <laughs> So innocent and and like sickly, like sweet and dumb, and you know, and then the world was changed forever. <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> this show actually has pretty good reviews. So it probably got better as it went on. Mm. I'm assuming. So, um, but then there are some here like uh, Chris. 657 on September of 1999 said, possibly the worst show I have ever seen. The show is so bad I didn't even feel compelled to watch the end of one show because it was so boring, predictable and lame. I could I couldn't care less about any of the characters who are completely idiotic. I can't believe there are people in the world who write that kind of garbage. I thought you said they had good reviews. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying I'm saying th there's good reviews, but there is some bad ones. So I found a bad one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, this is another bad one. It's a it's from February 27th of 1999 from S Fuss. Absolutely terrible. This is the worst TV show I've ever seen. It wants to be Friends and Seinfeld for teenagers, but it only comes off as derivative and unfunny. And who could believe these are teenagers anyway? That is true. These people are obviously not teenagers. In fact, 
um, Michael Rosenbaum, who plays Jack, is a whole ten year nine or nine and a half years, almost ten years older than Azura Sky, who plays his twin sister. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, he looks pretty young to me, but he looks young. Um, but I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, this person hasn't watched Doctor Paradise because that's like way worse than <clears throat> than this. Or, they, or they, they many other shows. A lot of television. Um. A lot of the shows that we've watched are worse than this one. Um, yeah. It says, uh, "Here's a, here's a good one, a good review from back in '99, January 17th." And this is um, from somebody named Popular. Great. This show is great. The actors who play the four main characters are just marvelous. Michael Rosenbaum plays as Jack, a suave guy. His jaded twin, Jane, is played by Azura Sky. Selma Blair plays the cheeky Zoe. Zoe has a high school crush on the brother of a wheelchair-bound classmate. Last but not least of the main characters is Duncan, a geeky teen. What makes this show so great is that it all takes place in New York. Unlike Dawson's Creek or Saved by the Bell, Zoe, Duncan, Jack, and Jane is about growing up in New York. Not about growing, going through high school. A sure bet. That is the weirdest friend review I've ever read. Yeah, based on the city uh, it takes place in? Yeah. Like, what? Like, oh, Saved by the Bell took place in California, so... You can't really Therefore, it, it's bad because of the city, or Dawson's Creek. If anything... I would I would say Dawson's Creek is a way better coming of age show. Well, obviously, because um, yeah. it's like a drama. But like you know, living in like a touristy kind of like small town, like yeah. to me, that's actually way more. You know, chances of like getting to know people and stuff because there's like less people around and there's less like hustle and bustle and stuff like that. So like. If anything, this person's review is completely the opposite of what they say it is. So, good job on that one. And by good job, I mean bad job. Do we have a friend who comments on almost every video that we watch? Has he has he made a, a review on this? No, I do not see. Um, okay, but I do have one from somebody that may be a very impartial and uh, very honest review here. Okay, the person's name is Zoe Bean. Okay. So they, they named their themselves after the main character of the show. Okay. Yeah. And this was written on December 11th of uh, 1999. I love this show. Some people might not like, like the wacky humor that is that is the best part of Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane. But I, for one, have not seen a show this clever and side-splittingly funny in a long time. I introduced it to my brother, uncle, and two cousins this summer, and they fell in love with it as well. They couldn't get enough of it, and were disappointed that there were only 13 episodes. Zoe is quirky and lovable, Jane is smart and funny, Jack is the money-loving, adorable twin of Jane, and Duncan is just a cute dimwit that you can't help loving. My favorite character, though, would have to be Beanie. Um, the coolest thing about the show 
is that although the actors may not be teenagers except for Azura Sky, they sure can act. These characters are just the best on TV. This is uh, on TV, and so is this show. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that that's what we got here. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's a nice little, uh, I don't know, little sample of the uh, reviews here we have. Um, any final thoughts here on this show? Al, I can't say that I do. Yes, I, I, I for one thought it was the greatest show I ever saw, <laughs> and um, and uh, the coolest thing about the show is that although the actors may not be teenagers, except for Azura Sky, they sure can act. Wait, yeah. That was totally off the top of my head. I didn't just reread that. I'm joking. No. <laughs> I mean, they they can act, you know, uh, outside of this show. Yes. Sure. Um, I, I've, but, I've seen all of them in other projects that they were better in. I mean, like Michael Rosenbaum was obviously played, you know, Lex Luthor and and um, Smallville. Yeah. Um, and he's got like a really cool podcast now yeah, for the past few years. Yeah. Yeah, check out his uh, podcast if you can. In, in, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, it's probably the best uh, interview podcast out there besides Dead yeah. with Mark Marin. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Um, but anyways, um, and uh, I know that uh, totally off topic of the episode, but uh, but Selma Blair's been dealing with a lot of health issues lately. She's got um MS lately, so she's oh. she's. Going through some things, so keep her in your thoughts and prayers there, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to be a downer. But, anywho, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I liked the show for what it was. I don't think, I mean, I might watch, I might try to watch a couple other episodes if I can find any online. Um, but, people, something you will like is going to our tea public and finding a t shirt. One that you can wear. Yeah. So the best thing about t-shirts... See, these t-shirts, they have four holes in them. They've got one for your head, one for each of your arms, and one for your torso. It's um, it's this new technology that we just, you know, use specifically for our t-shirts where you can actually wear them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, that's... On top of that, they help you f- to stop being naked. Yeah, I mean, that's... So I don't know what else you can ask for in a t-shirt, besides the ability to stop you from being naked. I mean, a cool design would be nice, you know, too, but... Hey, we got those, too. Yeah. So, more power to you. Buy some, people. Check out the link in the show notes. Um... Also, check out all2real2.com, where, you know, you can find all of our links to all of our cool places where you can hear this show. Um, Give us a five-star review anywhere that you can hear the show as well, if it'll let you, like Apple Podcast or Spotify or any of those cool places. Um, Also, check us out on social media. And uh, check out our Patreon, another way to help us. And... 
Be good to each other, people. And until next time, I love you, and Sesame loves you. And uh-huh. bye bye Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Thank you.